Life can be full of stress, uncertainty, even grief. On today's episode, let's talk about how to stay on track, how to reclaim your health, find resilience in the face of adversity, and discover the strength to thrive no matter what life throws your way. It's going to be a good one, so grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Back we are. Back we are, episode 493 of Candidly with Coffee. We're getting there. Yes, we are. Chipping away. Getting close to that 500 mark. I can't believe it. A lot of episodes, a lot of recording. Yeah, you guys, 493 episodes. We've come a long way. Come a long way. It's crazy. I know. Like I was thinking, because I, I do Mauricio's podcast and... Some of his guests were like, well, what made you start a podcast? Like, do you, how do you, no, they said like, how did you learn all this stuff? Like you, so you're, you know, like this is your thing, podcast producing. I'm like, I don't know how I learned it, to be honest, bit by bit, piece by piece. That's how you learn anything in life. Bit by bit, piece Mm -hmm. by piece, rep by rep. You Mm -hmm. get better with reps. I told you that you'll get, at first it was intimidating and you're like, oh man, I don't know. But told you the more you do it, the more practice, the better you'll get at it. It's crazy. Now the, the equipment doesn't even intimidate me anymore can you tell no you look like you're navigating it just fine yeah it doesn't even like i don't know i used to get stressed like oh my god i'm not gonna be i'm gonna forget something or i'm gonna have to fix something now i'm like oh, i you, got it the you, cords the cables i got it you remind me of a newbie who gets in a stick shift car it's like oh what do i do give gas let off the clutch shift it in gear it's too much i don't understand how this one no once you get the hang of it it's actually fun and easy and smooth now you're getting the hang of it i don't know how to drive stick by the way i know but i don't know how to do that to that to me, that's a lot. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because it's I have to be coordinating with my fingers, like playing the piano at the same time I'm talking, at the same time I'm trying to think of what to say next and yeah. what's coming up. And but it is what it is. Yeah, with reps, you get used to it and you know how to fire off, mm-hmm. and you become co- you're becoming more coordinated with it, which what word I'm trying to say. Yeah. So a little bit of housekeeping, you guys, please comment if if you want to interact you have questions for us we'd love to interact with you guys in the comments so make sure you comment or just to say hello subscribe on youtube if you're not already subscribed double check to make sure that you are subscribed because you might be watching the videos and not be subscribed follow us on instagram candidly underscore with coffee on instagram and i have my eight-week challenge registration is open so i wanted to talk to you guys about that the registration's open register now space is limited i'm gonna limit it to 100 people i feel like that's my sweet spot i can't handle more than that at this point so a hundred space is limited so registration is open until we fill up or until march 7th that's when it'll close but if it fills up it'll close up sooner you register now and then you get your meal plan your program everything on march 9th and the program starts march 11th i do a kickoff live Q&A on the, in the Facebook group on Saturday, March 9th to answer any of your questions and just get the ball rolling. And then I do them every two weeks after that. But I'm excited to do another challenge. The current group is doing amazing. Their midway check-in point was really good. And a lot of them are going to do another challenge, actually. That's good. Keeping it going. They're having fun with it. Keep learning. Keep growing. Keep evolving. Keep bettering yourself. 
Yeah, it's a learning challenge. It's not, I don't, it's not a race to the finish line kind of challenge. And I know a lot of times people get intimidated because my name is Jay's Body Boot Camp and it's going to be some crazy thing. No, it's boot camp for mastering your mind and mastering your body, but yeah. not in a rigid, rapid way. No. Everything has to take time. Everything has its course. You can't rush it. A lot of people want to put a timeline. And when you put a timeline on yourself and you pressure yourself, you end up bursting. So don't do that. It never works. Never works. It never works. You guys take it from us. You crash and burn. It's 100% of the time. I've been at this a long time. I've been in the game. I'm 49. I've been in the body. I would say bodybuilding. Working out, gym, call it what you want. I've been through all the levels of it, bodybuilding, fitness, 14 years old. 35 years here in the game. I've seen it all. I've seen a lot of people go up and crash back down, burn, and stay down there. All right, you guys. I need to give a shout out to our longtime friend and jeweler, Ryan, who repaired my ring, which I don't know if you guys have noticed. I have not been wearing my ring for quite some time. And he, it was, it needed some repair work and it was missing diamonds and it was just a mess. He's the one who we purchased it from when he was at Jason and Beverly Hills at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas yes. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And he repaired it and it's, it looks like a brand new ring. I feel like I have a brand spanking new ring i feel whole again but i cannot wear it to the gym that's why i keep losing diamonds that's a no <laughs> but no it's too pretty to wear at the gym he told me years ago don't wear it at the gym because it's white gold and it is soft and yes. so it will not the diamonds will not hold it'll bend or whatever and i didn't listen then but i'm gonna listen now i did put it on because i'm not at the gym but i'm i'm gonna wear like a, a cheapie or like an amazon eternity band i love the amazon eternity band it's pretty yeah. so i'll probably wear that to the gym because i gotta wear something i'll be i feel weird you feel weird yeah you feel like the doors will be open uh oh people start hitting on me left and right yeah I do. These days, 2024, guys don't care if you're married or not. They still will hit on you. Yeah, but anyways, you guys, so Ryan is, he has now the diamond store in Las Vegas, but he does, he helps people not, you don't have to be local. No. He does custom jewelry design. Yes. Really cool. Like you can Super imagine cool. it and he will make it happen. He's done, I know that when he's done special pieces for athletes oh, yeah. and special like diamond pendants and cool stuff, but he does a lot of really cool things. And so I'll put his Instagram up here. You guys got to check him out. Yeah, and you can bring your jewelry back to life too. If your ring is like you said, the ladies, your ring is missing diamonds or it's weathered and beat up. A man can take care of it for you guys. Yeah, he can do switch it up, redesign maybe something with the same stones or just do whatever. He's pretty talented when it comes to jewelry. He's been in the business for a very long time. Yes, he has. So I had to give him a little shout out because I'm excited that I have my ring back and I'm really happy and grateful. So thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate it. All right. Guess what, guys? Patreon episode two is up. It's been up since Wednesday. It goes up every Wednesday. You get a new unfiltered, uncensored episode of Patreon, and it's juicy. It's deep. It's dark. Sometimes this one was dark. I shared the what kind of some more details about what happened with my dad. But you guys, when I tell you I have not even scratched the surface of that situation, there's more. There's so much more, but there's plenty of time in Patreon to share some pretty crazy stories. And just in general, we have lots of things to share on Patreon. Yeah, this girl has stories for days just like I do. 
Yeah, you do too. So we're gonna get into we're gonna get into some fun stuff. I'm also gonna do like BTS of my extended vlogs there. Extended, obviously we do extended candidly with coffee shows. So thank you everyone who has supported us there so far. We appreciate it. That's a really great way to support us yes. in, a, in a small way, even if you don't have time to watch videos on Patreon, but just by pledging there, that really supports us to continue to do this as a whole for you guys. Very true, very true. Plus, we enjoy it. We enjoy dropping jams. We enjoy telling you guys funny stories about ourselves or our past life. There's a lot of things. And also, we're a married couple. We could talk about, like, tips and stuff for, like, how to make a marriage work. And then we could talk about intimacy. We can get All kinds of things. Sky's the limit there. Safe space for all of us. Yeah. And so, yeah, check it out. I'll have it linked here if you guys want to check it out. $7 a month. And you get a lot of content for $7. Exactly. All right, moving on to, I had a long day at the studio yesterday. I did those podcasts for Mauricio Mejia Live. We did two episodes yesterday. He had two really inspiring guests, like entrepreneurs, like self-made millionaires, rags to riches stories, crazy stuff. But one of the guests, her name was Shan Berries. She is a radio DJ on my favorite radio station growing up. Mix 106.5 was my favorite. And she's a DJ there. She does the, the afternoon show three to seven. I actually listened to her on the way here. I forgot how much I love that radio station. I was like, I told her, I was like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to listen to that station again. I used to listen to it all the time, but she was just, her story was so inspiring. I left here buzzing because I'm like, wow, like that girl really freaking did that. She started a brand, she started a makeup line that's in 600 stores nationwide, JCPenney. She's global. She ships internationally. And, uh, she even does, um, she created a foundation called mama berries for single moms to help. She gives back because her mom was a single mom. And so she wanted to give back to the community. And so she created this foundation. I wanted to bring it up just because you can go on this website and nominate single moms that are in need. They help like when people are like in dire needs, like we just talked about my client that are just down on their luck. We just talked about the brain tumor who who is going to get evicted and all of that. Yes. It's just people need help. They do. They just need a little standing hand, little arm. And it goes a long way helping people out, man. It's good to, it feels good as a human being, like you're giving back. I know. And that's what really, she's not very, she's young. She's, I think she's 35. And I was like, wow, it's multimillionaire. She's, she's multi- from my home. She's from my hometown. Yeah. Frisco. Hey, shout out San Francisco, California. Hey, 015. Yeah. And she, it was just so inspiring. And I love that she, she emphasized in the interview and you guys definitely will have to listen to it. It won't be out for a couple of weeks, but it's going to be a good one. And I will be sure to share it when it does. But she emphasized the most important thing to her is it goes a long way to be kind. It does. Don't forget to be kind. True. Exactly. Help your fellow man out, woman out. Somebody needs help. Just anything, just a kind gesture in life. Pay somebody a nice compliment. Nowadays, everybody hates on each other. Just say somebody, something nice to somebody. That can make their whole day. You don't know what they're going through. That could lift them up. Yeah. So it was like that one resonated with me. She's it's not, it's free. That's it. You're right. It could make someone's whole day. You could either be mean to that person and make them feel worse than that what they're already going through. Who knows what they're going through in life? Or you could lift them up by saying something kind. Yeah. 
kindness is free, but yet so many people spew no caca on the internet oh. and everything else. It's crazy. No, oh my God. Everybody's so brave and bold on the internet. Like, yeah, you're behind a private screen talking your shit, but why don't you be kind for once, man? Why don't you have a good heart instead of a bad heart? Yeah. Anyways, it was a great interview, and you guys will have to listen to it. She was very entertaining. Definitely had that radio DJ vibes in her voice. It was very entertaining to listen to, and I was definitely inspired. So shout out Shan Berries because that was very inspiring. I was producer sitting behind the cameras, but really enjoying the show. That's crazy. Yeah. And you, you already enjoyed that radio station? You already listened to her before she even came here? No, I didn't. I, oh. I stopped listening to 106.5. But it used to be my favorite station. I was like, oh, my God, why don't I listen to Mix 106.5 anymore? It's like we got away from radio with Pandora and everything You're else. Right, we did. But to be honest, it's nice when a DJ is curating your playlist because sometimes you end up listening to the same shit over and over when you have to curate your own playlist. That's true. You're right about that. Right? Yes, of course. So anyways, moving on to the hot coffee topic. Science says couples that fart together are happier, healthier, and stay together longer. That's hilarious because you know me. I ain't shy to fart in front of you. Sometimes I got to let them rip. Sorry, yeah, you guys. but you know what? But I will say I have some thoughts on this. We are open with each other with things like that, totally open and comfortable but respectful. Yeah, of course. There's a time and place for that. I'm going to just let it go at a restaurant in front of roomfuls of people. No, but I mean with each other, babe. Oh, yeah. We're respectful. Like you you apologize if you fart. I'll let you know. You do the same. (laughs) I remember (laughs) one time. I can't believe I'm going to be sharing this. This is probably Patreon because I'm embarrassed, but I'm going to share it anyway. Go ahead, share it. One time, I don't know what I had eaten, but it's always when I eat bad, by the way. It's cheat day. It's... That's when I eat. That's when this happens. We were coming home and we we're in your Camaro. <laughs> I had the worst. Oh, from L.A. Oh, I still remember that. How do I remember that? It was terrible. I was getting mad. I'm not going to lie. You were killing us. She was <laughs> killing us, you guys. She was killing my seats. What the hell did we have? Oh, my God. I don't know. But obviously, L.A., we probably had a like a very massive cheat day. Yeah. But I just will <laughs> Shit, I can't do this again. That's okay. Giggles. I just remember specific. <laughs> you said to me, "Oh my, <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta pause." Ooh. You said, "Oh my God, babe, you're gonna ruin my suede because <laughs> you have suede seats." Yeah. <laughs> and you were not joking. You were pissed. You thought I was gonna ruin the suede. You guys, when we got home, I got out of the car and you went over to the suede and you like flashed your light on it like you thought I shit my pants or what? I wasn't sure. <laughs> it was rotten. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of... But you know what? I'm guilty too, man. I've passed some bad gas as well. Y- you pass gas more than me. I only do when I eat poorly. Yeah. And I, I eat well most of the time. I always know when I have a cheat. But again, I think that in terms of farting in front of your mate and all of that, I still feel there's a time and place. It's not not in a disrespect. Let me explain it. Remember growing up with your explain. siblings. When you grow up with your siblings, like my brother would fart on me like oh, in a care. gross he'll, he'll way. He'll come sit on you and fart on you. Uh, yeah. One of those, yeah. Sit on my face, put a mm. pillow there, and then sit on the pillow oh, and fart. Oh, man, one of those. Like that is not okay in a couple. Yeah, I don't do that. Come on now. No. You have to be respectful. Yeah, yeah. 
I try to not even do it if I don't have to right in front of you or in the room. I try to step away or just, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes we're in close proximity and you got to let her rip. So the research says that it's the comedic aspect of flatulence has uncovered the the insights. It, sh- it suggests that humor in this context is linked to just overall getting along better with, yeah. through humor. Like if you do it in that kind of way, but... Yeah, I say time and place, and it has to be in a respectful manner. And we're very comfortable around each other, too. Yeah. that's a guy. You're not going to be first dating someone brand new, and then all of a sudden, no, hell no. You're going to hold that till your fucking stomach wants to burst. Oh, my God. The time I held it in the plane. I shared it, that story this before, but when I held it in the plane, because I didn't want to, like erupt on the way home from Hawaii, and my stomach just kept getting bigger and bigger. I thought it was going to explode. But anyways, you guys comment. I'm curious. Is this a, do you fart in front of your mate or is it something that you keep very private? Let us know. Let us know. know. Don't be shy, ladies. Let us know. It's all in fun. It's good to laugh. Yeah. Why not? But yeah. And and I also, you got to be careful because you also don't want to do it too close to alone time because you don't want it to be a turnoff. Yes. That's a fact. I agree with you there. You You won't kill the mood. Yeah. Cause that'll kill the mood. Yeah. Well. I agree with you. I'm not going to be all, ooh. Yeah. And it smells stink. Yeah. No. All right. Moving on to hold my coffee. I got two today. Oh, here we go. Let them rip. The first one goes out to, you guys may know this person. She has cookbooks. Maria Emmerich. She's like a really skinny, like keto lady. I saw that comment. She comments, there's a comment on all of my, a lot of my videos. And it's, I used to have a keto page. It's really annoying because I'm going to tell you right now, she's gotten some sort of service. It is, those are spam comments. Oh, gotcha. They're spam comments. And it's, dude, are you kidding? You got cookbooks, you got a pretty six figure channel, 125,000 subscribers, et cetera. Why are you doing that? It's so inauthentic. It's yeah. so inauthentic. If you can't comment on people's pages, I can just tell. That's what I'm just saying. Oh, you I'm, know. I just know. Oh. I can tell by the nature I, of how the comment is written. and I pipe back at it, too. Yeah, I can tell. I almost replied to it just saying, like, this is so tacky. Like, you should cancel this service. Whatever you're doing, cancel it because it's a bad look. Yeah. Tacky. One thing I'm going to tell you guys right now. If I don't have time or Mike, if we don't have time to reply, we, we just won't reply. You know, maybe we'll just heart the comment or whatever. I'm not, that's so inauthentic to me to hire a service or a bot comments or whatever to get engagement and stuff like It's a bad look. Yeah, you're right. They, a lot of, it's like those pages on Instagram. You could tell what they'll have. For example, I'll elaborate. There's a dude reached out to me a few times, 2.1 million followers. 32 posts. I was like, bro, you think you really built that organically? I've been on Instagram over 10 years now. You have too. And I know some of the biggest pages on Instagram, car pages that I follow from the beginning, have one, two, over mm-hmm. two. They built that organically over time, over the years. They didn't buy their followers. You could tell mm-hmm. this dude probably had some money, had a little bit of success and bought all that shit. That, that's garbage to me. Yeah, it's and you impressive. see it a lot on Instagram. You don't yes. see it as much on YouTube. But no. what, what struck me about this one was and the comment is keto for weight loss isn't high in dietary fat this is why most people fail on keto if weight loss is their goal commented on my 
video that had nothing to do with that. The comment made nothing to do with the video. And to me, it's just, you're a well-known person. That's just such a bad look to, to do something like you're that yeah. desperate for some fucking engagement on YouTube yeah, that exactly. you're, or to some, for some followers or whatever. It's just re- yeah. Anyway, so I, that's why I was all, because it's like on almost every one of my videos. And for whatever reason, because my videos used to be keto, so the, that's probably why they go to my page, because I there's probably, I don't yeah. know. But it's annoying. The next comment is from Jesse Fernan, 4114, on my What I Eat in a Day video. Girl, where the fuck is your dinner? I'm so tired of the comments of people who think that 1,600 calories, 1,500 calories is not a lot of food. I'm just tired of that. I want to know. What's this person's name? Jesse. I don't want to be mean, but have you looked at yourself lately in the mirror? Are you really eating what you're supposed to, or are you overweight? If you're overweight, that answers my question. You're overeating. So stop spewing bullshit. But it's just annoying. It's just annoying when people, like, what? Like, I think we're going to get into it in one of these comments, but I just don't understand why it became acceptable to eat, to overeat, It's totally acceptable. Nobody ever says, oh, my God, that's too much food. That's acceptable to eat overeat, but it's unacceptable to eat properly based on your body size. Because they're bothered that they don't have no discipline. They're bothered that they can't do it. And they're bothered when they look in the mirror like, shit, I look like absolute shit, but I can't admit it to myself. (laughs) I'm in denial. So they go and spew some shit on someone else's face. That's the absolute truth. That's how you have to say it, because this era that we're in, everybody's pampered, and it's okay, and being larger, and blah, blah, blah. That's that, whatever, man. If you're happy with yourself, but don't go on somebody else's page that's doing it the right way mm-hmm. and spew some bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not to get off topic, but it's the same thing like, I was just talking to a friend of mine today. I go, why is it, and, and this angers me, man. It really angers me, so I'm going to say it calmly. Why <laughs> is it people got a fucking problem when you don't drink anymore? Like, I want to ask them, what is your beef? Are you going to tell my liver to repair itself? Are you going to pay for my hospital bills when I'm in the fucking hospital dying? Is that when you're going to care? Is that when you, oh, Mike, you shouldn't drink as much or you shouldn't have done this. So because I'm not doing it anymore, it makes you feel uncomfortable. So I'm living for you basically, right? Yeah. You know? It's crazy. And I think it's because I, I don't know. Because I, it's I the just, craziest shit ever. People, like, they give you this, like, this, it bothers them so much if you don't drink. My sister, Jessica... She got it all her life. She doesn't like alcohol. Doesn't like the taste. And like, how come you don't drink? Why don't you drink? Because I don't want to. I don't like it. Like, what, how, what do I got to give an elaborate fucking answer? It is crazy. And I know we've talked about this before, yes. but it is insane how much it bothers people. Like, I do not have a problem if you drink. That's your choice. Hello. But why are people bothered if we don't drink? Or like, you're, they look at you like you're fucking crazy. Like you're a goddamn leper. Something's wrong with you. You're crazy. Because I'll tell you something, I'm extending my life. That's one organ I'm not damaging. You know what I'm saying? You're damaging that well, organ. And by the rest the way, of your body, not just actually, that organ. Actually, yeah, there was a doctor on um, TMZ, actually, and she said that alcohol affects every tissue in the body. Yep. Every tissue. And she, yep. because they were talking about how Wendy Williams has that aphasia and dementia, but her family member, one of her, I think it was her son who came out and said it's alcohol induced dementia. She drank herself. It, 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 it literally deteriorated her brain. Like that is a thing that you can cause brain damage by drink too much consumption. Cause it messes up the liver and then the toxins build up in the body and it poisons your brain. Yeah, I agree. And another thing you guys don't understand, or maybe do understand, but 
You have to understand how distilleries work, distilling the alcohol. That's why it's dangerous to drink like moonshine mm -hmm. or people have died in prison from drinking Pruno. They're not distilled properly. You know what I'm saying? So if you're drinking alcohol, you better pray to God that alcohol you're drinking on has been distilled properly. You don't think they could miss it a time or two and it slips by them and causes some toxins in your body? Hello, Dominican Republic. Tons Hello. of people died Americans by drinking out of the mini bar. Left and right. We're dropping like flies. The FBI had to go investigate. Like, why are so many Americans dying over here? Because they're using bootleg black market alcohol that's not distilled right and it'll kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know why people don't understand Rule that of people. Thumb, if you are in a hotel in another country, do not drink the alcohol from the mini bar. Because it could be, it could also be just old. Who knows what it does when it was old or, yes, I don't know. Exactly. You don't know if they switched it. You don't know what they did. You don't, you can't trust them. Sorry, but in other countries, you can't trust their shit. Mm -mm. All right. Moving on to Comet Corner. First one is from Claudia Hall. You guys are so enthusiastic and positive. I love your channel. I just wanted to say that I agree with your weight loss mistakes. I have friends that continually say that eating 1,500 calories or less is unhealthy and dangerous. Well, if you're five foot four, 55 years old, and weigh 115 pounds, that's all you get to eat. <laughs> that's all I get to eat to maintain my weight. By the way, I lift and walk. When I did the lower calorie... When did the lower calorie idea become unhealthy? I think the food industry perpetuated this false idea. That's so funny. I was just talking about that. I had forgot about this comment. When did it become so negative to eat? A, who says that 1,500 calories is, is actually a decent amount of food for a petite person? Because people think their engine is bigger than what it is. Again, four-cylinder V8. I require more gasoline than she does. You cannot... Ladies, let me, I'm going to say it and say it again. And I've seen friends of mine and I've seen all their girlfriends blow up and get big, big, almost as big as them. Why? You can't eat tit for tat with your man. You can't have the same thing he's eating on cheat day, exactly the same as me. You cannot do it. You're going to gain weight a lot faster than he is. Your, your body is smaller. Your frame is smaller. And I think these influencers of today, these food influencers or these fat influencers, call them what you want. <laughs> They are really being paid by the processed food companies and others to eat all this stuff and overeat and make it say, oh, it's okay, love yourself and body positivity. No, man, they're, they're, they're sending you to the grave a lot faster than you think. You're, you know, you're extending yourself to the grave quick. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand. And the other thing is, back on the, on the whole my coffee comment, is, okay, if that's not for you, whatever you've chosen to do is your business. Yes. But why are they just always so inclined to comment and they're so concerned? Are you really concerned? Are you really concerned about me as a person? You don't know me at all. Are you really concerned about me? Yes. You want right? to pay my bills for me? Yes. Do you want to like come clean my house? I mean, you want to cook me dinner so I can eat more? What, what is it you want to do? You want to come take care of me? You're right. Are you really that concerned or you just want to spew some on the internet because you want to hear yourself talk because you had a fleeting thought and I feel like I need to comment and say this because this is on my mind. Yeah, That's why I clown. I don't give a fuck. If dude says something to me like, oh, you don't eat enough for this and that. I got to post my foods like, lift your shirt up, homie. Let me see what you look like. <laughs> Put a tank top on. Let me see what you look like. Let's see what you're working with. That's what I thought. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. Exactly. 
All right, moving on to the next comment, Sarah7637. This one broke my heart. Guys, as I'm listening, I'm on my way with my daughter to City of Hope. She has breast cancer, having surgery on March 6th. Life is short. Let's stay focused on our health so that if anything comes down our path, we have a better chance. I could not have said that better myself. That's so true. Shout out my condolences, prayers, everything under the sun. I hope it all pans out for your daughter, man, because yeah. that's got to be hard for a mother to go through that. Oh, I can't even imagine. No, like she hear a mother. You, we oh, it just panicked me, honestly. I uh, didn't think about that because uh, it's okay. We're always talking about our health and you just take it for granted like your kids are young. Yes. But there's no guarantee. Their health no. is not guaranteed. I've seen many parents where their kids were on their deathbed and the, how bad of a battle it was to them because every parent's nightmares. They never want to lose a child. The, the life, you're supposed to go first. Your kid's supposed to live longer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't pan out that way. Don't scare me. No, I know. I'm not trying to scare. I'm just yeah. saying just the reality of it. it. It happens on a daily. And it it's terrible. I couldn't even imagine. I don't have kids of my own, but I can. I couldn't go through. I don't think I, it would break me probably. No, it's, I would. Yeah, I don't know. Which we're going to get into how to... Per- persevere through grief in a little bit yeah but next one comes to us from deanne m 3818 she says such good info thank you thank you deanne all right and the last comment is andrea laura 85 and i think this is the comment that triggered our topic for today and it says You guys always talk about relatable topics. That's why I love listening. I recently lost several loved ones. My brother from a two-year battle with cancer. My grandmother passed suddenly from cancer. And my 12-year-old cat, baby, my baby passed from cancer. It's devastating. Life can really get you down like that. I'm struggling to get back on track. I have gained some weight and I feel terrible. Working through that grief and taking care of my own health is a battle. I need some, some advice. All right, you guys, if you are still here, by the way, I'm going to play a little game. If you're still here, still listening to this episode, I want you to comment a coffee cup emoji in the comments. Let us know you're still here. Let us know you're about to listen to how to persevere through adversity. All right. Now, man, well, if there's one thing I can tell you is that at least have I have some examples because we've had a rough few years. Oh, yeah. We went through our own losses as well. Yeah. And I can tell you <clears> this. <throat> the most difficult thing, the most difficult, is when you get knocked down with ma- something massive like a, a, a death. And when you haven't recovered from it yet, to get hit again. And then you're starting to recover a little bit and you still haven't recovered and then you hit, get hit again. Yep. Those are the moments that I feel like are just unbearable, like yeah. un, so difficult. In the moment and in those moments, you feel like you will never recover. In those moments you do. But you have to know, always remember, those dark days will pass. I've had my fair share. You've had your fair share. Mm-hmm. They always pass. The moment doesn't feel like it, but the only way I know is Push ahead. When I lost my mother, I just knew I have to keep pushing ahead. I can't let myself fall in a dark place. Yeah. In terms of grief, that's why I got my cherry blossoms, right, that are on my arm here. It's just a reminder that the flowers bloom. They'll bloom again. Dark days mean that there's brighter days ahead, but I know it doesn't feel like that when you keep getting knocked down. But yeah. you have to keep going. 
Now, in terms of pushing through and continuing with a healthy lifestyle, you have to really think about it like, you have to really think about it like this, like you feel the grief and the down regardless. Yeah. So when you're choosing to do something, when you're making decisions in those, in that grief, like skipping your workout or binge eating or whatever it may be, you have to stop and think is what I'm about to do going to actually make me feel better or is it going to make me feel worse? And I'm not talking in the moment. I want you to think after. So if you practice this, every time when you're feeling down, you're having a hard time, whether it's grief, whether it's life stress, whether it's marital problems, whatever, but you're having a hard time staying on track with your personal journey, your personal health journey. When you're in the moment and you're going to make a decision, always ask yourself, how is this going to make me feel after, better or worse? And you sometimes I think we forget that. We forget to ask ourselves that. And you got to start saying yes to the things where the answer is yes, it'll make me feel better after. So what are those things? For one, a you have to do the guarantees, right? A workout after is going to make you feel better. Yes. Chemically. Yes. Chemically, it's proven. 100%. That's what I did after my mother passed. I kept uh, kept on with my training, kept working on. I remember at the time I was working with a guy named Ivan. Shout out Ivan. <clears throat> he had asked me, do you want to take a break? I know your mother's passed. I said, no, I want to keep working out, man. I need to keep my mind going. I need to keep moving. Same thing with my old original Muay Thai coach, Ray. You want to take a break, man? You sure? No, I want to keep training. I want to keep going. Because I gained a bunch of weight. I started, I eat my emotions and I look yeah. at pictures like, whoa, I packed on some pounds myself. Yeah. So I had to get back on the horse and get back to it. Yeah, I did the same thing. So let's back up a little bit. So the most important thing you can do for yourself is when life is pretty normal, when life is not the best, but not the worst, just normal life, you better take advantage of that. Yes. Take advantage of when life is normal and establish a healthy lifestyle, a healthy routine. Solidify that routine now when things are copacetic yep. so that it's not, you can't brand new start a healthy lifestyle when you're going through grief, sadness, trauma, no drama. That's no going to be very difficult. No and listen, this is what I keep saying even on my Instagram. I just went through something traumatic. I could use every excuse in the book to feel sorry for myself, eat my emotions away, sit on the couch, do all the above. Instead, no, I said, the minute I feel better after this stroke, I'm getting back to it. It was rough at first. It was a little, you know, little PTSD because I'm like, man, hopefully this thing doesn't hit me up at the gym. I know it's going to have a little bit of dizziness, but I got right back to it. And here I am, week two starting to feel like my old self again, like I'm feeling good. And I'm glad I started. Even though it was hard, I got started. So remember that. Even though it's hard, one day at a time, you guys, I swear it gets better. And if you're solid in your routine when life is normal, it's still hard when the shit hits the fan. Oh, yeah. But it's not as hard. So you got to think about this. Let's talk about like stress, right? In times of stress, and, and when you're going through grief and stuff, this applies because stress, you feel your body feel, is under a stressor. In times of stress, your cortisol's high, your adrenaline's high. Yep. So you're going to want to do things, you're going to have to find coping mechanisms to lower those things, to lower those things. And so you have to ask yourself again, is that what the coping mechanism you're using, stress eating, skipping a workout, 
is that stuff, is it going to lower your stress or is it going to add to it? It's just going to make it worse. Drinking alcohol. So if you're say. stressed, your cortisol is elevated, your adrenaline's elevated. The alcohol is just going to skyrocket it. It's going to make you even worse. You think it's going to make you better and you're trying to put a bandaid on it, but guess what? That following day, your anxiety's probably going to go through the roof. You're still going to feel down and depressed in the dumps. It didn't change anything. If anything, it made you worse. So what did you actually do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, and I started to ask myself. I know it seems simple, right? It's not rocket science, but it's what worked for me. And it's why I stopped drinking because I would ask myself when the waitress would come and she would offer me a drink, I would ask myself, do I want this drink? Why? Is it going to make me feel better afterwards or worse? And I started, the answer always used to be, it's not going to make me feel better. It's not helping anything. Yeah. So it's going to taste good for the five minutes that I drink. It's not, that's not worth it. So it's not a good payoff there. That's what I said about myself. I said, listen, I did enough part. I party like a rock star, man. I did enough partying for my lifetime. I gave it up, what, close to a year now? I just decided it's not conducive to my health. I don't need it. Simple as that. And I, I miss a nice cold jalapeno margarita, if I'm being honest, spicy. But, again, the payoff's not worth it. I know I'm not going to feel my best. I'm not going to be my sharpest. I'd rather be operating on a higher level, high frequency. That's going to lower my frequency. I want to mm-hmm. be sharper. Mm-hmm. So I want to just be clean and sober of everything. Yeah, and it helps cope it helps it's a so we removed the alcohol as a coping mechanism but you have to find coping mechanisms because you need them so what what are some coping mechanisms so some you want to practice relaxation techniques that helps like aromatherapy take a bath listen to good music yes uplifting music is powerful very powerful i was just reading something like it makes your workout 10 times better. You put the right song on, the right music mm-hmm. on, get you in the mood to mm-hmm. really do something. You know what I'm saying? To really get at after it. Listen, if, if you're like down in the dumps, you don't feel like going to the gym, being around people, if it's a nice day, either put on some good music or put on a good podcast and go for a walk. Go walk for an hour mm-hmm. under that sun. I mm-hmm. guarantee you'll feel better. I, I, that's what I've been doing since I got better. I've been outdoor walking with my dog, putting my three miles in. I love it. I'm enjoying it again. Yeah, I have that listed here, actually. Um, so it's important that you find coping mechanisms, though. You have to have something. Yes. And you have to just think, what are what is guaranteed to make you feel better? But you know, one, one that we often don't talk about is when you're already stressed, regardless of the reason, it's a stressor on your body, grief, whatever it may be, any of the reasons that life is just not going well, remove the stressors that are within your control. Yep. Set boundaries with people. Yes. Set boundaries. Yeah, some people are just too much in your mix, too much nagging, too much bothering you, too much bringing in information I don't need. Just too overbearing. Yeah. Like, I don't need all that. And so, for example, if normal, when life is good for you, you allow some stressors because you have room for it. You know what I mean? You allow, you have a couple coworkers that download all their problems on you or whatever, and you allow for that because you are you have a little bit of room for their stress. Yeah. But when your life gets difficult for whatever reason, do not be afraid to remove the stressors that are within your control, the yes. yapping coworker, yes. your parent that's a narcissist, whatever it may be, remove the stressors that are within your control because you are not required to 
allow be on to not set boundaries. You're not required to listen to your coworkers' problems. You're not required to be treated poorly by a family member. Yep. And a lot of stressors are not in our control. Sadly, a death, a loss of a, a beloved pet. Yep. A lot of those things are not within our control. But the minute that we get pulled in the direction of stress, then you need to look at the other stressors in your life that you can cut out. And do not be afraid to set boundaries and cut people off and cut people out. Say no. Learn to say no. So many people do not know how to say no. No, they don't. They give in. And also, remember this. Are you a priest? Is it your duty to be a goddamn confessional? No. You're not. You're a confessional for these people. They love to offload their problems onto you. And guess what? That starts, you start, if, if you're an empathetic person, you start almost like they're bringing, they're almost like you feel like they're your problems and they're not. Right. And start bringing you down. Wait a minute. I don't want your problems. Yeah, and I got you, my own. If you don't like you have to just it's almost like you got to cleanse your environment. Yes. To make it conducive to bringing your stress levels down and re reassessing your situation so that you can have that energy to focus on yourself, your healthy lifestyle, your the guarantees. Right. The workout, a bath, good music. Get sunshine, get steps in, yep. go outside. If you can first thing in the morning, get sunshine on your skin every day. You know what I did a long time ago? I was just thinking about a story, not on this Facebook that I have now, but my original Facebook page from back in the day. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. What I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, for some reason or another at that time, people th thought to come to Facebook and start fucking confessing everything of the, about the problems and this, this and that. So I put in a post. I just put in a warning to all you guys. <laughs> So listen, this ain't no goddamn confessional. Don't come on here spewing your shit, problems, this and that. The next person that comes on here with their list of problems or this and that, I'm blocking your ass. I don't want to hear it. Keep that to yourself. It's too much information, too personal. Keep that to yourself. It's not a confessional in here. Sorry. This is not what I signed up for. I put it out there. I cannot stand when people download their problems on Facebook or they would put these open-ended questions oh, on goodness. there or like these like probing I know comments. How about say I did uh, when I was in the hospital on the gurney, I mean in the hospital bed emergency, I just posted a picture with nothing on there, just a picture. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? A, a plethora of questions are going to come in. <laughs> like this person's asking, they yeah. want to know, but they just put that and they don't put nothing to let them know what I the problem that. is. Yeah, I they, hate that. It's purpose. Yeah, because they're they want that they want that attention. They want yes. people to say, "What's wrong? Yes. What happened?" Or like yes. you would see a common one was, "I'm having the worst day of my life," but then nothing. Yep, that's another one. <laughs> Fucking irritating. I know, right? Just say you just want attention, man, or you want yeah. to confess to the world your God, plethora of problems. So annoying. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, but you know what's worked for me? Like when I'm down and I'm not, I don't not motivated. I have to, you have these coping mechanisms to make you feel better. For me, obviously, I've talked about the having group fitness, like having a group fitness community that yes. I don't have to think. I know I'll just go and just be a robot and just do the workout and I'm going to get a workout in. That helped immensely. So I actually just gave that advice to one of my clients. I said, look, look into group fitness and, and it keeps you accountable. Yep. It gets you out of the house. It just, when you're not feeling your best, just all you got to do is get there and walk in and then you're guaranteed to walk out feeling better. Yes. Another thing for me is coping mechanisms besides eating. So if I'm feeling like I want to stress eat, 
I'll organize something because I know that's going to release endorphins for me. If I organize, clean out something, clean the fridge, organize a drawer, that will release endorphins. So again, if I'm stressed out and I'm thinking, oh my God, okay, am I going to eat this cookie or is that going to make me feel better after? No, I'm going to feel super guilty. I'm off my macros. I'm whatever. But if I clean out the fridge, is that going to make me feel better after? It's going to release endorphins. And yes, I'm going to feel great. I'm going to sit back and just admire it and look and go, yeah, I cleaned the fridge and I'm going to feel better. Yeah. So you have to really be strategic about doing things that are actually going to make you feel better instead of what do people do? They eat, they skip their workout, they drink alcohol, take drugs, they don't sleep. So when you're stressed, you got to prioritize sleep, relaxation, self-care. You have to do those things or else you're going to speed up the process of feeling better if you do those things. My advice to you guys too, hopefully there's some book readers on here. And if you're not, go to the bookstore. Let me tell you something. That, when I went through my darkness four and a half years ago when I purposely OD'd myself and my my wife was trying to get my mental health back. The bookstore worked like a charm. Mm-hmm. Find a positive book that you want to read, something positive. For me, it was David Goggins, Tony Robbins. Anything that inspires you, makes you feel, go go get that book. Start reading. Do that at nighttime before you go to sleep. It'll help you sleep too. Help you relax the mm-hmm. brain. Help you calm down. I'm telling you, reading, I don't know if people have gotten away from it, but reading, is it works wonders. It does. Like sometimes I tell you, I wake up in the middle of the night, use a restroom, I can't go back to sleep. I bust out that Kindle. I read for 30, 45 minutes. It'll put me right back mm-hmm. to sleep. In such Instead a peaceful, it's yes. a peaceful sleep yes, too. It it's is. like a deep, you drift into like deep, peaceful yes. sleep. I fight it. Like I'm trying to read and I no longer comprehend or it's time to put the book down, go to sleep and yeah. get out. Yeah. It works. I'm glad I got you that Kindle. I think I got it from you last Christmas. Yeah, it works. I'm reading the 48 Laws of Power. Oh, is that what you're reading right yeah. now? Yeah, it's a long book, but yeah. Because it works. It, it happened to me, what, like a week last week, I, middle of the night, I woke up like 12 or 1 in the morning. I was like, damn, can't go back to sleep. I'm not going to go to the living room and watch TV. That's not going to help. Then I'm going to be up for hours watching TV. Yeah, that's not good. So I said, I'm going to just read this Kindle and it knocked me back out. Yeah, definitely reading is another good one. And what is, just figure out what your outlet is and hone that outlet, whether it's a hobby or something. Yep. Because you... You got to be, you got to work on feeling better. I know it's easy to say, oh, just do it anyway. But no, when in the moment doesn't, no, that doesn't work. It does. It feels impossible. So it's not that easy. So you have to be strategic and think, okay, what's going to make me feel better? Calm these hormones down, make me feel better so that I'll be in a better place to go meal prep or whatever. And, And of course, I know everyone says this, but it's so true. You have to really have a strong why and reassess that why. And if you've had, if you've lost loved ones, Maybe that why shifts to, okay, well, did you lose loved ones to health-related things? Maybe that becomes, your why becomes stronger. Well, I'm not going to let it happen to me. That's what happened with my mom. I always wanted to maintain my physique. For aesthetics, for looks. When my mom passed, it changed for me. My why totally changed. I wanted to take care of my health so that I can be here as long as possible so that my kids won't experience that pain until they're much older. I'm going to do my everything in my power to live as long as possible because I want them to have, oh, mom was there to help me with my kids. She helped me raise my yeah. kids. She, you know, went to my wedding and all those things. You have to 
do your best to stay around for them, for their sake. I agree. I always say that too about fathers. I get, I can't stress it enough. I always say to you men, to you fathers, you owe it to your kids to do better, eat better, stop drinking, stop being reckless. You owe it to them to live as long as possible. Walk your daughter down the aisle. Teach your boy how to become a man. Not drink yourself to the grave or eat yourself to the grave without a care in the world. I feel like these parents nowadays, they don't think about that. They don't think about their kids. They think about themselves. They're very selfish. They don't realize what it does to the kids. Think about this, you guys. How would you have liked if you were a young kid, you were a teenager, you lost your parents? Some of you, maybe you have. But some of you who have your parents still, think about if you lost them. I didn't lose my parents at a young age, but a lot of people have. That's heartbreaking. A lot of times that's trauma for life. No coming back from that for a kid. It hurts. The kids need their parents, man. They're their beacon. They're their light. I know. It's so crazy because I always think about, I always think about my mom when she, one th- she knew how hard it was going to be without her. Like she knew that how much we were going to miss her. Like she yeah. was confident in her. She knew she was a good mom. Yes. That's one thing. Like my mom maybe have not, she didn't, was not a woman of like many talents, like our hobbies. Yeah. But she knew she was a good mom. Yeah. And she knew that we were going to miss her dearly and that it hurt her knowing how hurt we were going to be. Not just you guys. Her grandkids loved her very much too. Yeah. They were hurt by it, crushed, you know? But so like it hurt her and I know, and I can relate to that now. I understand when she was talking to me in the hospital and I'm so grateful I had that time with her in the hospital, hours of conversations while, you know, in her final days. But she, you know, she told me that. I I just know how hard, how, I know how it is because I went through with my mom. I loved her so much and you know what? And it made me realize, wow, and now I think about, oh, my gosh, that's going to be so painful for my kids someday. So I just got to do what's in my power. That's yes. why I have a very strong why. And my why is to stay here for as long as possible so that they lose me when they're already old. Yeah, because listen, you guys, aesthetics don't mean shit. I'm 49 years old. Could have lost my life almost a month ago to the stroke. It could have took me. Could have went one direction or another. I'm here now. So my why is different. Yes. I do care about aesthetics. That's important, keeping your weight down. For me, I have no choice but to keep my weight down, stay lean. It's better for my health. She was about aesthetics, but now our wives are different. Now it's all about fighting for our health. That's the most important overall than anything now. I still care about aesthetics. Of course course you do. So do I. (laughs) But for me, I got to really watch my health. Like, I know this thing's chasing me. You know what I'm saying? I know for sure it's not in the back of me. It's not like I'm just... A conspiracy, like now I know, oh, okay, this thing's really after me, so mm-hmm. I got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And you got to watch your health too. But yes, of course, we're going to care about aesthetics because aesthetics are also important to your health. It goes hand in hand. Listen, not to mention Mauricio Mejia Live's podcast again, but we interviewed someone yesterday and he said something so, it was so spot on. He's a multimillionaire. Yeah. Um, self-made. But he said that your outside is a direct reflection on what is going on inside. A hundred percent. Direct reflection. And he prides himself on, a person. he has a personal trainer, he has a nutrition coach, he is on, because he said that outside and the inside, they're... they're hand in hand. I they agree. go hand in hand. If you are sloppy, overweight on the outside... You don't want to know what's going on the inside, and it's not pretty. Oh, they don't want to know. They're in denial. That's why they don't go to the doctor. When you have a fat-ass gut, like your shit's protruding out to here, you just look at the outside like you think you're fat on the outside. What you guys don't know, though, 
the fat in and around your organs and close to your heart that's touching your heart. You just see the outside, but what's going on in the inside, probably scared to death if you really knew, if somebody really took you and explained you what you're going to do. And I always tell you this. What I always say, like, I'm a people, not a people person. I'm a people analyzer. I'm a trainer. You're a trainer. We analyze. And people look miserable out in society. You can just see the look on their face. They're not happy with themselves. They're rude. They're angry. Like he said, they're a direct reflection of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and he said, and he made a good point, and he said it's all a reflection of what you tell yourself you are. Yes. So you have to, and and not even spoken, but your thoughts. So your thoughts will create your environment. It will create everything. So if you're down and out, especially if you're going through tough times, you have to still think positive. Look into the future, like you said. Like, I'm feeling like this now. But let me picture myself a year from now and I'm going to be out of this. I'm going to be in a much better place. I know it doesn't feel like it. And I wish and I told myself this all the time when I was this is what I would think when I was going through 2022. I kept thinking, I know I'll feel better, but I just wish I could press fast forward. Yes. I wanted course. to press fast forward mm-hmm. because it was so painful. It was so painful because it was so many things. And then the we lost two dogs. My dad got diagnosed with the colon cancer. My brother had two brain surgeries and my mom died within six months. Yeah, that was heavy. But you know what it does give me going through that? Confidence. I have so much confidence because I think if I survived the first six months of 2022, (laughs) I can survive anything. You know what's crazy? That by you saying that, you never know. There's no guarantee Losing a parent, whether it be mom or dad, a lot of us are close with our mothers because they're the ones who made us. How are you going to recover from that? Are you going to be able to handle the pain from losing a mother? What I mean by that is some people, all of a sudden, turn into alcoholics and drug addicts because they can't handle the pain, so they mask their pain. They, they go to the bottle. They go to the pill. I've seen it time and time again. People change, and they never bounce back. They never recover from that. So, and you think about that your whole life, damn, how's it going to be without a parent and how am I going to recover? You really don't know till you go through it. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I'm sure you didn't know how you were going to be afterwards. Mm-hmm. You didn't go through Mm-mm. it. You see me go through it. I do think the most important thing is whatever you choose, whatever coping you choose, you have to sit in it. When we're talking about grief, when it comes to grief, you have to go through the grief, the coping mechanism that you use can make you feel better, like the bath, the aromatherapy, self-care, walking. Those are all good because they still allow you to feel the grief. But if your coping mechanism is putting a pin in the grief because you'll deal with it later, you don't want to do that because you're going to have to deal with it. You got to deal with it now because you can't put it in a box because that box is going to explode. Yes. You have to go through it. And just remember, time passes and time passes fast. And I know it doesn't feel like it's going to be fast, but it is. it will be faster than you realize. In the moment, it doesn't feel like it, but just go through it. Do your best to do the things to take care of yourself because that's number one. And it, it will pass. I know that cliche, right? This too shall pass. Yes, that's true. This too shall pass. But you're right. Very good advice. You can't go around it. You can't go to the side of it. You can't hide from it. You got to go through it. That's the only way. You have to go through it. And it sucks and it hurts and it's painful. And 
like you said, we lost dogs, you lost your mother, and it feels like a knife just in your stomach, and it gets ripped out one after the other. But that's part of life. You got to go through it. It literally felt like my heart was crushed into a million pieces. That's what it felt like, shattered into a million pieces. Like someone reached in through your chest and just squeezed on your yeah. heart, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like I almost have a visual of it, like my just heart just being hard and just like glass shards everywhere. Yeah. Like even me, like my mother's gone 10 years of her not being here this year. And if I stop and I start thinking too long about it, I could start crying right now. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. And I think about her and I miss her. And just sometimes I get a little... I get a little emotional because, you know, I love the woman. You know what I'm saying? But it's, you just got to go. My, I know our mothers would want us to be happy here. If they could talk to us right now mm -hmm. say, listen, no, you're know. here. Live. Live for yourself. For you. Live for your kids. Live for your family. Be happy. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. We're for okay sure. up here. Now, on a more practical note, another thing you want to make sure if you're going through stuff, cleanse your environment of temptation. Because if you're going through stuff and you're an emotional eater, Get it all out of the house. Don't get, uh, remove excess. So, so basically tell him if I had a bag of Doritos, throw those away. Yeah. Don't even have them. I know I have weaknesses of some things. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a chipaholic. Hey, I've been proud of you though, because the other day we were at the check stand at Target and you bought a Snickers bar and I, I went in the cabinet to get something and I, I saw your Snickers bar right there. It's been there for a week. I haven't touched it. I, I will when I feel like I'm ready. That's, but that's growth. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. That was one of my things that I did just for a while a little bit when I was in car show. I would buy a king-size Snickers bar to test my discipline. I'd leave it right there in my, mm -hmm. my little cabin, in my little storage, and stare at it all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when I was tempted, I would cut, divvy it mm -hmm. up in pieces, a third of a bar, and have that. So if you did that, why can't? Why do you get mad that I put the pretzels and the little treats on the coffee bar? Because I don't want to get tempted. I want to <laughs> give in. I have them, but I just have two. I'll allow myself like two a day. That's it. I've been better. Because right, I, I, I broke week during the holidays a little bit. So cleanse your environment. That's like a no-brainer, okay? If you're an alcoholic, don't go into a bar. Don't eat dinner at the bar. No. Not a good idea. No. And then the other thing, the other tip, allow only mindful eating. And I am talking to myself here as well. Because if you guys watch my vlogs, you see me in my vlogs. I am always putting something in my mouth. I'm always testing and trying. I catch myself when I'm editing. I'm like... Dang, I ate freaking 25 strawberries during this vlog. <laughs> Damn. So what she's trying to say is she's going to uh, tighten down the reins now. Yeah. She's going to hold herself accountable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if I want to have a little snack, like the pretzels, I won't just grab a pretzel on my way by the coffee bar. I'll get a little bowl, measure out some pretzels and have the snack and sit down and enjoy it. But if you're like eating and doing other things... You're not even registering that you're eating. So you're not even getting the joy and the benefits of that little snack. Yeah. So why not just say, no, I'm not going to do that, but I will have some later. I'll just measure it out, put it on my desk, yes. and I will sit and enjoy it, take a break from work, enjoy it, and then move on. You got to do mindful eating because especially if you're like stressed, that's stress eating takes place like that. It's picking and eating and you don't even register that you're eating. No, you're not. You're not. You're like almost not in the moment. You just, like we say, you're being impulsive. Yeah, like I ate yesterday here in the studio. I was stressed. I was in between shows. It was a long day. And I'm so mad because I was like editing and eating. I had a PB&J and my legendary chips. Would you freaking believe that I ate and was so preoccupied with what I was doing that after I was done eating, I went to look for my food? 
Oh, wow. I was pissed because I thought. You didn't sit down to really enjoy it. Yeah. So I thought, oh, my God, I ate it and I don't even fucking remember eating it. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds funny. You guys, I was pissed because it was, it's one of my favorite meals. The Mega Fit PB&J is magical. Yes, it is. And then a bag of legendary chips. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) is. I did not enjoy it. I was not mindful. I had one today with a coffee this morning, your PB&J. The Mega Fit, man. Yes. Mega Fit is winning. Shout shout out out Mega Fit. Yes. (laughs) Link Link in the description. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Candidly with Coffee and... If you are one of our VIPs, head over to Patreon, our show over there off topic, because the show continues over there. We have an after show. So we'll see you over there. See you.